Welcome to the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Matthew Betts and Matt Okada. What is up, Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast listeners? This is your host for the evening, Matthew Betts. Unfortunately, not joined by Matt Okada as I normally am on our podcast. He is working for the NFL Network and getting paid to watch football, so I am extremely jealous. Uh, However, I am here with you all. We are going to get you ready to win your week, win your championship, win a fantasy football trophy. That is what it's all about. And tonight we are talking injuries. Each week throughout the season, I've been recapping the previous week's injuries, as well as discussing what to you know expect from players returning from injury, and what to expect you know now at this point in the season, players that are going to be dealing with some injuries in the off season. So we will talk about that all on tonight's show. Pretty quick, you know, fifteen to twenty minutes for recording gets you all the injury information you need to know. Again, Okada and I want to be different uh, and really you know give you guys a resource that's reliable and that you can look back on and help you as the week goes on with understanding what to expect from an injury perspective. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for checking us out. Um, I am Matthew Betts. As I mentioned, my partner is Matt Okada, and I am a a board-certified orthopedic specialist physical therapist. So this is kind of what I do. This is my uh, day job, so to speak, as far as seeing injuries. So uh, I think it helps us be a little bit more different than other podcasts that are talking injuries. We will give you updated and accurate information as it comes through. Let's start with a recap from last week. We're, we're recording this now on Monday evening. This is about 6 o'clock Eastern time, so it does not include Monday Night Football. But going back to Sunday, let's start with the biggest name on the slate here, Dalvin Cook. He has been on the injury report for the past three or four weeks with that right SC joint injury, which is the articulation between your uh, collarbone or your clavicle and your breastbone or your sternum. It sits on the inside part of the shoulder, kind of closer to the midline. But that's not what's going on here. So Dalvin Cook, that's that's what happened a couple of nights ago, or, or weeks ago, I should say, uh, on that primetime game when he left early against Seattle. That's what was going on. He aggravated that injury. Now, this week, he did not injure that. Everything that I've seen um, you know, on other, other websites and podcasts are saying it's an aggravation. It is not. This is the left shoulder for Dalvin Cook, and actually Mike Zimmer... Talked to reporters uh, this morning on Monday morning and kind of filled everyone in that, you know, Dalvin Cook is is doing okay. He's feeling better than he was yesterday. Obviously, Dalvin looked like he was in a lot of pain when he fell to the turf. Uh, and Zimmer basically said that there's a chance Dalvin Cook plays this week. Now, he did not disclose what the actual injury is, and it's difficult to see on video what's going on. I don't have a great sense of the specific diagnosis, but I'm thinking it's probably related to a stinger, which is obviously a nerve type of injury here. It's it's been, you know, plaguing Jordan Howard for several weeks. And I want to caution everyone, you know, the, the word stinger shouldn't be thrown around because it can be an in, inaccurate and incorrect diagnosis. A stinger is a very uh, short duration irritation or compression, stretch, what have you, across the nerves as they come out of your neck and go into your arm. And typically those are going to last anywhere from minutes to uh, a couple of days. So obviously now Jordan Howard is well past that point. He's in the into the weeks component here, up going on a month at this point. That is not what's going on with him. So for Dalvin Cook, if this is just a stinger, which is that, that minor nerve injury, he should be back this week. However, it is difficult to predict. It could be something else. It could be a little bit more serious as to what's going with Dalvin. But as of now, things look positive for the Vikings. So we will see what's going on with Dalvin as the week goes on. Of course, tune in on uh, Thursday 
when our episode drops to get you ready for the week. And then we will also talk about that on the Patreon show, uh, which drops on Friday or Saturday. And my injury preview article comes out Saturday morning. So you're going to want all that information to get you ready to know what to do with Dalvin Cook. Now, for waivers, it's important to talk about the entire backfield because Alexander Madison, the rookie uh, who has been great in Cook's absence, did not play this past week. He did not practice at all the previous week with an ankle injury. And I think he could still be multiple uh, weeks away from playing. So if you're relying on Dalvin Cook, maybe you lost him, but you still made it through to the finals. You need to pick up Mike Boone. He is the handcuff here to Dalvin Cook. He has been uh, looking decent in preseason action. So if you play any preseason DFS, you know that name. But Mike Boone is the guy you want. I would strongly encourage every Dalvin Cook owner to pick him up. And even if you don't have Dalvin Cook and you need a running back, Mike Boone is the play because it is no sure thing that uh, Cook plays. Remember, the Vikings are 10-4. and four. They're looking good for the postseason. They could easily sit him to get Cook ready for uh, the playoff stretch. On to the Lions backfield. We're going to talk about J.D. McKissick because he suffered a stinger yesterday and did not return. It looks like he is probably not going to play this week. Now, we're going to lump all these guys together because we're going to talk about Bo Scarborough as well. He is dealing with a rib injury, and he did not play this past week. He ended up being a, a game-time decision. They called up Wes Hills from the practice squad to try to fill in and add some depth, and obviously Bo Scarborough ended up not playing, so Wes Hills uh, vultured two touchdowns for uh, the Lions on Sunday. But the name I really want to bring up now is kind of a look ahead to this week. So waivers run, like I said, in a couple of days. You need to be aware that Carrion Johnson is eligible to return from injured reserve this week. Now, it's not clear exactly as of this recording if the Lions will activate him, but he is eligible. And so uh, maybe you're relying on Dalvin. Maybe you can't get uh, Mike Boone. Carrion Johnson could easily be out there on your waiver wire. And if he is, scoop him up because J.D. McKissick could miss. Bo Scarborough could miss, and that could mean Carrion Johnson, whether the team wants to or not, could be thrust back into action. Now, I was reading some articles b- before I started recording, and I'll post them on my Twitter. Uh, you can find me at the Fantasy PT. I found a good one here from the Detroit Free Press, and it's looking at what Carrion Johnson is is kind of talking about and what he's explaining. And in it, you know, he says, "quote As stupid as some may see it, I like to play, man. I did all this work in the off season, did all this work in the summer, and I didn't do it." just to play five games, end quote. So, you know, he wants to play. We'll see what happens. Now, remember, he's coming back from a torn meniscus, which was uh, on October 20th. He had surgery October 22nd. That puts us right at about two months out from this arthroscopic procedure. And that's about the right timeline for a minor, um, you know, cleanup procedure where they go in and they trim a little bit of the meniscus away and, and basically, you know, close them back up. And then you start your rehab and your recovery focusing on strengthening uh, and focusing on gradually kind of getting back into cutting and agility movements, etc. So if Carrion Johnson plays, I find it tough to trust that he will get 20 to 25 touches. I mean, he wasn't really getting that on a consistent basis anyway when he was, you know, healthy at the start of the season. His game logs are as follows, 16, 12, 20, 26, 13, and then five uh, was the game when he got injured. So, you know, 20 plus carries and two out of his five games is solid. You know, I think he'll probably get at least 14 to 15 touches if he is active uh, in this game. So certainly you could do worse at a running back position. 
Now, he did return to practice last week, so it's not like he's going to be coming off of practice uh, from just starting this week. He's been doing it for a little while, at least at this point. So if Carrion is out there, snag him, see what happens. I'm not sold that he plays yet, but Carrion's quotes you know, basically say, I want to prove people wrong. I want to prove I'm not injury-prone. I want to prove I can do this. So uh, we will see what happens there. The, the Lions, of course, out of playoff contention. That could be a factor when they decide if they're going to activate him or not. Next player on this list. This is probably the biggest name outside of Dalvin Cook. Chris Godwin. It's unfortunate. Also dealing with a major hamstring issue, just like his buddy, his teammate, Mike Evans. And Scotty Miller, uh, another receiver for the the Bucks, also left yesterday with a hamstring injury. Now, the, the severity of Miller, I don't know. The reports that I'm reading for Chris Godwin, and you could see the way he limped off the field, tell us this is a major injury similar to that of Mike Evans, we're not going to see Chris Godwin for the rest of the season, even if you play in week 17. So um, it's a bummer, man. He had a great opportunity in front of him here as as the one, as the alpha with Jameis Winston throwing the ball, you know, for 350 yards, it felt like every single week. So amazing season for Chris Godwin. Unfortunately, it is over. Uh, certainly, though, he will bounce back next year and hopefully, you know, do exactly what he did this year, which is be a fantasy football wide receiver one. But for next week, no Chris Godwin, no Mike Evans, no Scotty Miller for the Bucks. Jameis is going to have to do it with O.J. Howard, uh, Brashad Perryman, and Justin Watson uh, are going to be the guys to look for there. Fortunately, that was a very short recap of what happened in Week 15. We're going to talk about some updates for players coming back from injury here moving forward. But before we do, I want to remind everyone about our awesome sponsor and thank them for sponsoring today's show. That is Trophy Smack. Listen, guys. You know, Okada and I, when we we pick our sponsors that we try to partner with, we want to believe in their work and really do do support it to promote it. And Trophy Smack is the place to go for your fantasy football trophies, rings, and belts. Um, these guys are awesome. You can customize anything. Get your your league name on there. Get your team name on there. You customize the colors of the trophy. You know, the topper that you choose, et cetera, et cetera. So, fully customizable. Free shipping on all orders and. When you buy a trophy or belt, use the code REDSHIRTS and you get a free ring with your purchase. So lots of love there from Trophy Smack. Go check those guys out, trophysmack.com. Okay, guys, on to the updates here as we look forward to Week 16 and beyond. Let's start with uh, with Greg Olson with a tight end position here. He has come out today on Monday saying that he has cleared concussion protocol. Remember, he done, did not play for two straight weeks. It has been the E.S. Thomas show down there in Carolina, um, but let's make sure that the team actually announces this. You know, sometimes a player gets word from a team member or from an inside source, of course, that they're close with that they're going to play that they're cleared, but uh, I haven't heard that officially from the Panthers. So let's wait and see, but it does look like Greg Olson will be back for week 16 there for the Panthers. Derek Henry. Now this is one that, you know, if you've listened to this show before, if you listen to my injury recaps, um, and you read my articles that comes out on Saturday morning, I said I was nervous about Derrick Henry. Like, no one's talking about this guy and the way he's being utilized. He's being literally run into the ground in the months of November and December. And, you know, he's been fantastic. What can you say? He's the RB3 on the year, entering week 15 at least. And now you're looking at a player who just isn't right. I mean, two weeks ago, he left the field in pain multiple times with an ice pack on the back of his thigh, then left the, the field early to go to the locker room with trainers. This past week, 
He left early again and came back in multiple times, only played on 58% of the snaps, which was uh, second lowest for him this season. So definitely something is not right with Derrick Henry. Obviously, he didn't practice at all last week because of that hamstring issue. And and honestly, man, this is a ticking time bomb. Um, they're in the playoff hunt. Of course, they need to win out to, to make it and have a chance to make it. So I think, you know, I don't know if this changes your strategy in fantasy, but certainly with Derrick Henry, like they're going to hold him out of practice all week. He's going to play next week in, in week 16 and they have to win. And their best way to win is probably to ride Derrick Henry, use the play action pass, set up Ryan Tannehill and AJ Brown to absolutely dominate in the passing game. And that's what's happened. You know, teams have to sell it to stop Derrick Henry. So even if he's on the field, and doesn't get as much work, certainly he could be uh, employed that way in you know a, a play-action pass type of thing. So regardless, be careful with Derrick Henry. I think it's a very touch-and-go situation. I would not be shocked to see him miss practice. I would not be shocked to see him come out of the game early next week. All right, a couple more players here to talk through that are going to either bounce back this week and or uh, discuss in the offseason. Let's start with Hunter Renfro. Remember, he has missed the last three games with a fractured rib and a punctured lung which uh, you know, is obviously a big deal from a pain management issue, but also breathing and performance, uh, trying to you know, get to max heart rate and run sprints, et cetera, with a punctured lung is non-existent. And you really ha- do have to give it time to recover. Reports are saying he might come back this week. I think that's the plan for the Raiders. But now that they're out of playoff contention, Hunter Renfro has flashed. He's looked pretty good uh, as a rookie here for Gruden's squad. I don't think we see him. And, and if he does play... You know, it's not really a huge risk of re-injury, but you don't know what you're going to get out of the player. He could easily be out there trying to uh, run full speed and kind of be dealing with some shortness of breath or problems uh, if he takes a hit to the rib that's fractured, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, Hunter Renfro, I think, is off of our fantasy football radar, but certainly good to see him trending in the right direction for Week 16. DJ Chark was reportedly cleared for cutting today on Monday and for running full speed. That's good news coming off of his foot sprain, but I'm still a bit op- uh, excuse me, pessimistic. I am not optimistic about DJ Chark. Listen, just last week at this time, we were talking about the fact that he was on a scooter and in a walking boot, You know, which basically the walking boot is to protect the injury. The scooter is to not weight bear on your leg. You literally put your knee on a scooter so that you're not putting your foot on the ground. So to tell me a player is going to be able to run full speed and cut full speed Two weeks after that, with a pretty you know significant sprain in the ankle, I'm not really buying it. DJ Chark has been awesome. He's been great, but I don't think we see him next week. And if we do, he definitely is going to be a risky start. So look for that article on Saturday. I'll talk about it in more detail. If he is trending that direction, uh, I'll let you know my thoughts later this week. Last player here, Alshon Jeffrey. Of course, he's done for the year. But you know this was an injury that happened last Monday night. I originally thought it was an Achilles injury when I saw it happen, but it looks like this is a Liz Frank injury, which is an injury to the midfoot. This is what's uh, battling Cam Newton. Uh, This is what is known for Marquise Brown in the draft process. This is why he didn't do any of the drills in the combine, etc. So that's a perfect example that we can talk about here with Alshon is that um, his timeline is going to follow pretty similar to that of Marquise Brown. If you remember back when Hollywood was in college at Oklahoma he got injured in December ended up having surgery shortly after 
and then we kind of saw his um, offseason and how it unfolded where, you know, he didn't really do much at the combine, was pretty slow played throughout OTAs. Mini camp didn't do a ton, obviously. And then, of course, training camp, he was uh, definitely on a workload management program. He didn't do a lot, didn't play a lot in preseason. And then, of course, kind of had a, a slower build to the season. Um, and people always look back at his stat line and, and say, no, he didn't. He played great, which, yeah, he did. But he wasn't really out there on a ton of routes. He didn't really have a lot of targets, et cetera. He just played the Dolphins and, and got off to a good start. So it was still a slow start from a, a playing time perspective. And I think we'll see a similar uh, scenario for Alshon Jeffrey. Don't expect much from him in the offseason. Don't expect much come training camp. I think it's going to be a slow start for Alshon here coming back from that Liz Frank surgery uh, in 2020. So that is the recap. That is some updates on players coming back from injury. Hopefully that was helpful. If you do like what you're hearing, guys, please leave a rating and review on your podcast app. Okada and I really do appreciate it. And if you want to come hang out with us, go on over to Trophy Smack, get yourself a trophy, then come over and see us in the Patreon Slack channel and let us know how much you like it. Uh, That is a a great platform that we think for people to be able to talk through, start sit decisions, talk through dynasty trades, um, you know, waiver wire pickups, et cetera, et cetera. So check it out. Patreon.com slash redshirtspod. A couple bucks a month, you get an extra podcast, you get access to the Slack channel, you get some off-season content that Okada and I are pretty excited about here for 2020, Uh, and we're going to talk a lot about Dynasty here moving forward after the season is over. So get on over into the Slack channel, be sure to check us out on Patreon. Uh, Okada and I are back for a recording on Wednesday that will drop in your podcast app on Thursday. All right, everybody, until next time, we are the Red Shirts. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast. Hit us up on Twitter at RedShirtsFFPod and check out our website, RedShirtsFantasyFootball.com.